It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Put your two lips on my wood and kiss it, could ya? See yourself with a nigga working harder than nine to five. It's in the six, two job to survive. Or do you need a ball up so you can shop and take them all up? Rag, tell your friends what I bought ya. If you couldn't see yourself with a nigga when his dough is low, baby girl, if this is so, can I get a fuck you to the bitches from all of my niggas who don't
come on, rude boy. As Rihanna says, she's talking about me, the bad boy of podcasting. It's Ryan. Uh, it's your friend, Ryan, from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. It's Friday, folks. It is Friday. We have done it. We we had another glorious week, and we're going to go smooth sailing into that sweet, sweet weekend that we have earned so much. And this weekend, we're going to, we're going to what? We're going to drink. We're going to eat. We're going to watch stuff. We're going to talk to friends. We're going to talk to family. We're going to maybe kiss somebody. Maybe, I don't know, maybe dance, maybe make a little love. Who knows? The weekend is yours. Even if you want to sit on your ass and just sleep the whole time, that is a valid use of a weekend, folks. We got to jump right into this today. I have a big day ahead of me. This is, I'm actually recording the earliest I ever record, Thursday at 11 a.m. You think I have energy at night. I am full of energy, not just because it's early, but because I woke up to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer for the new season coming out May 11th, folks. And I am just about as excited as a, uh, I don't know, it's a, a, kid at a school. I don't know. I have no idea how excited I am. I'm very excited though. We're going to do a trailer breakdown really quick. I'm going to have some thoughts as we, you know, as we head out in to the next couple of weeks, I'll, I'll keep adding to my thoughts on this. This is just, I've only watched it 8,000 times so far. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, I have the audio. We're going to listen to it together and then we're going to do a Real Housewives of Orange County recap. Uh, I'm going over to Amy Phillips' show, uh, Reality Check. So I'll be talking about the trailer and OC over there as well, but this is going to be more in depth. This is going to be just us where I can be like super dirty and stupid and I kind of have to be classy, but not class, like not super classy. Class, you know, and then tonight we're doing the Spilling Tea Live, uh, Zach and uh, Zach and Adam uh, live show where I have to meet Sheena Shay for the first time. Uh, I mean, I've been around her, I've never really introduced myself, so I'm a little nervous about that for apparent reasons. If you listen to the podcast, so uh, I will be doing a Patreon uh, show tomorrow. Uh, a quick uh, kind of recap of how the day and night went. Um, so baddies over there, you will get that. And, and the rest of you guys, I'll, I'll probably talk about it on Monday as well. So let's get right into this. I talked, there's no new, we're just going to do Beverly Hills in Orange County. So let's, let me paint the picture. Okay. I'm sleeping in bed. I wake up. I grab my phone first thing. They say, don't grab your phone the first thing, but I never, I don't listen to that. Um, so I grab my phone the first thing and immediately tons of messages and the, 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 the trailer dropped like 25 minutes before I woke up. And so that's like a panic feeling already. Cause you know, if you're East coast, you usually get things first West coast. We usually are behind a little bit, but then we make up for it in the nighttime because the West coast gets, you know, access to prime nighttime news that breaks and the East coast gets that when they wake up in the morning. Um, so I get the trailer and, then, and I'm really excited. I'm like, oh my God, can you? Oh. And then I click on the video and let's go. You are one of my best friends. Why are you doing this to me? Okay, folks, that is just a voiceover. So it either sounds like Rinna or it sounds like Dorit because it's like, hey, you're one of my best friends. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Or it could be Dorit kind of has a raspy voice because we know she smokes cigarettes, not on the show, but we see her in paparazzi photos all the time doing that. So who knows? But that's an exciting way to start the trailer. You talk out of both sides of your mouth. Be very careful because she's not who she says she is. My girl Sutton. 
<laughs> you talk out of both sides of your mouth, I'll say, I'll say. I'm going to have a mint julep over here and talk about my minor league baseball teams. I'll say, I'll say. And then Rena going, <laughs> be careful. <laughs> She's not who she says she is. <laughs> but by the way, Rena is not who she says she is. Nobody's who they say they are. This is ridiculous. It's my life to burn down. Then destroy it. I'm leaving. I am f***ing pissed off. It's my life to burn down. It's me, Erica Jane. How's everybody doing? It's a new season. Hello, hello. And then Garcia's like, we'll burn it down. <laughs> I will, I will. And then, like, Kathy's like, I'm leaving it all. Was it really that bad? Yes. And then the, 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 what you just heard is Lisa Rinna. He, she's, like, in a ventriloquist dummies outfit with a little top hat. And uh, <laughs> she's... Crystal, it's in the hallway, and, and Crystal's like, is it really bad, bad, bad? And Rinna's in a full top hat and stuff, and she's like, yes, it's really that bad. <laughs> you know, that's the thing, and I just can't wait to talk about this more, because that's Rinna fake caring, you know? Like, you know, like, Rinna has the biggest female boner right now. She's like, uh, I feed off people making mistakes. <laughs> This season on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This is just sign. This is just like scenes of the ladies having fun activities. And you hear Erica go, Yeah, cool. Oh, God. I'm already over it. Mexico, here we come. It wouldn't be a housewife, uh, you know, uh, trailer if they didn't have like some like Garcelle's looking at a very expensive purse and they're like, get the bag, get the. So we're 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 trying to show people, guys, we're still very wealthy. We are still disgustingly rich. You take your credit card, Visa. I'm having a lot of sex. Oh, I thought it was yoga clothes. You look adorable. Never, ever listen to casual. I know this is hard to like just hear and not see, but you you know you have if you have eyes you can you know go online and see this. But what you missed right there, or what you heard, was uh, Erica Jane going, "I'm having a lot of sex." <laughs> oh. oh, too early. Oh, <laughs> eh. spank me, Daddy. It's me, Erica Jane. I'm very I'm a sexual being. And Garza was like, "I thought you did a lot of yoga." No, it's a lot of sex. I'm doing a lot of missionary position. <laughs> Diana, you're giving me Bridget Bardot vibes. Yes. Cheers to Diana Jenkins. That is a lot of Cartier. So Diana is one of the new girls. Diana Jenkins is the new cast member. And they're all like, oh, Diana, Diana. But remember, Diana Jenkins, I believe, is brought in as Rinna's friend. And that's really not how you ever want to be brought into Beverly Hills in particular. <laughs> like Rinna's like, you're going about to get, if this is true, if you really truly are Rinna's friend, you're about to get destroyed. Fresh meat. <laughs> Could you, do you want to be on a show that I do called Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? You come on as my friend. <laughs> and then I secretly destroy you. <laughs> do you want to come over for Harry's Bolognese? Oh, that one I like. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's called New Marie. She was saying things that can ruin people's lives. What about the people? What about the facts? 
Okay, so now we start to get into a little a bit of the meat of the trailer. And Rena says, She was saying things about people that can ruin their lives. Now, they have it set up in a clip with uh, that's immediately followed by Erica. So it leads us to believe it's potentially talking about Erica, but I don't believe that. I believe Rena is talking about Kathy. I do, because this is a Kathy takedown season, as you'll see towards the end of the preview. I do not believe that is about Erica. I could be wrong, but then Erica, you hear afterwards, goes, What about the people? What about the victims? What about the facts? So already Erica is still playing that greatest hit of, I had nothing to do with it. Fuck those victims. Please, I have little babies. Please, I'm a mother. Please, I beg of you. My kids need me. Please, please, please. Oh. It's okay. Of course, that was there. And I forgot all about this, but this that was actually, we see the the, the break-in of Dorit's house. Thank God they did not get Buca de Beppo, but they got Dorit's house. So we see, you know, oh my God, my poor babies. And like, she's obviously explaining what she told to the guys that broke in of like, don't, you know, don't hurt my babies. And then we see a scene of PK like, oh, I can't believe it wasn't there. Oh, you know, and he's crying and stuff like that. Very dramatic, actually. I think you're a soulless person. You need a new villain? Here I am. So, you guys, that was uh, Sutton going like, you know, you're a soulless person, I say, I say. And Diana Jenkins, the new girl, goes, you need a new villain? Here I am. What's a villain? Who's a villain? Oh, villain! You need a new villain. You know, I was talking to a friend uh, that was like, it's really, I, I don't like that these housewives know terminology that we use in in shows now. Like, you know, like, we don't, like, it's like, these shows have gotten us primed for things like villain, hero, all of that stuff. Like, we shouldn't walk around in everyday life going, oh, I'm the villain, you know? These are character archetypes, and I don't, like, I'm the new villain. There was a lot more said that was very dark. Watch your back. Put your new friend. I want to eat a meal and, like, be okay with it. You know, I don't want to, like, hate what I'm eating every day. I'm trying to figure out how to live without my mom. I'm in a lot of pain, you guys. I'm doing the best I can. Okay, so what you just heard is going to be two major storylines, I assume, this season, and that is Crystal's continuing struggle with her eating disorder. Um, you know, I think the more awareness on this kind of stuff, the better, because this is a problem that affects so many women, and, and I'm sure men as well. Um, but I, I will say, we've heard, we've seen this done so perfectly on Real Housewives in New Jersey with Jackie this season. So it was one of those things that my immediate like, oh, they're going to do that on this show too, which is so disturbing that I would even think that, you know. But I, I came to just think I was like, no, it's it's really good. Like this is good that she is facing this. This is good that we talk about this kind of stuff. And then of course we follow that up with Lisa Rinna talking about the death of her mom Lois. And there's nothing. There's no joke there. There's not. You know, that's a really dramatic thing. And I can't even imagine what uh, she is going through having to to deal with that because we all love Lois. Last couple of times I saw you. You were a little tipsy. Oops. <laughs> oh my God, I'm lit. Pick your antidepressants or you drink, but you can't do both. Actually, Lisa, you you can do both. You can do antidepressants and you can drink. <laughs> so this is the little section where they insinuate that Erica's 
Erica's tipping the old bottle a little bit too much. Like, you know, last time I've seen you, you've been tipsy. And they do this effect where it's like a wobbly, like, ooh, like when you're drunk. They do this kind of like wavy effect, like, oh, Erica's drunk. They have her like flip, like slipping back and falling and laughing and like, <laughs> give me another drink, bartender. It's me, Erica Jane, the girl who likes missionary sex. Um, So that is going to be a storyline, which is like, yeah, man, like. I'm sure if I was getting sued every different day, um, I would probably imbibe as well. Like, you know, but also the antidepressants or the drink. I love Rena says that. I mean, that hey, that's a good friend. I'm not, I'm not, that is a good friend. It's just interesting because you totally, I mean, you, you shouldn't, but you could. You want to be on the side of the victims because you think that's cool. What I'm telling you. I don't think you, it's cool. I don't what? give a f- about anybody else but me. Is that to make Erica look bad or is that out of genuine Erica, concern? I don't have to make you look bad. You can do that on your own. Snap! <laughs> so this is the section where Erica gives us her thesis statement, and that is what she's been operating on since the first season is I don't care about anyone but me. Guys, that's literally, you know, like believe somebody when they tell you who they are. That's it. That's all I've been screaming about this last year. That's it. That's right. That's right there. That's it. And listen, that's her prerogative. She's herself. So, of course, she's going to care about number one. And for her, number one is her. And uh, But I like I like that we actually got it on film. I'll be interested to see the rest of that conversation. But this is a potentially uh, a potential person that still doesn't get it, that still doesn't understand what happened. And remember, she thinks of herself as the biggest victim in this whole scenario. And that is ego, folks. And that's what makes great TV. And that's what makes a great housewife. Um I will rail against it and I cannot wait to scream about it for the next, you know, six months. But uh, that's horrible. It's just horrible, you know, and uh, and Garcelle, you know, is like literally like, I don't have to make you look bad. You do that all your own. And she really does. Erica's ego and pride has done her zero favors. Her ego and pride got her into this relationship and she thought she was a genius for being able to have a man take care of her. But it has done no other favors for her. If we're going to talk about Erica's behavior, are we going to talk about everybody in this group? You've got to see that little clip with your own eyes because she's dressed in like this kind of like Madonna, like, you know, holy mother, like there's like this weird crown and makeup on her head and stuff. It's just trying to be like euphoria, but like the den mother. Um, and Eric is like, and it's just funny because it's like, I feel like it's very dr- slurred drunk. He's like, yeah. If we're gonna talk about everybody, this we gotta talk about everybody. And by the end, it looks like she's barely moving her jaw. Like, if we're gonna talk about everybody, we gotta talk about everybody. <laughs> For a year and a half, I've been f***ing Paul. Okay, so that's so why you want Kathy to be called out. Yes, it is actually. So this is a conversation that I assume happens at that Aspen trip after whatever Kathy does. And they're all talking to Erica's like, you know, like, I want I want to call out. Kathy. Everybody's been talking about me for a year. Let's move it on over to Kathy. <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. In this next clip you're about to hear, too, I believe that's the Lisa Rinna confronting Kathy. It's like, you guys, confront Kathy on the show. Like, have your fun and your games. And, I, guys, guys. Because I like Kathy doesn't mean like I li- like I don't like Kathy's politics. I don't like like Kathy probably is a monster in a lot of ways. You know, Kathy's like in a Chris Jenner kind of way. Like she presents one way on screen and and behind the scenes, I'm sure she's a completely different person. Um, I'm not. Uh, I I truly believe that Kathy is potentially a horrible person. I mean, not as horrible as Lisa and Erica, but you know who's counting. Um, 
but I think it's hysterical because it's like, ladies, have your fun, but um, they will get like like Kathy will get her revenge, and it won't be on TV. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have a feeling that families are like assassins, and uh, you have your fun on TV with her name. But I have a feeling that potentially this could not do good for either Rinna or Erica long term. But the funny and sad thing is, we will never see it on TV, which is that's how rich people handle things off screen. You said some things about this beautiful sister of yours. I'm sorry, Kathy, you're not gonna get away with it. I feel like you hate me or something. Kyle. How could you say those things, Kyle? And you guys, that is the piece de resistance, the coup de gras right there is, it's very exciting because it's Rinna, uh, Kyle and Kathy and Rena's like you said things about this beautiful girl right here she's so creepy I like like when Rena over compliments somebody because she's gonna take down somebody she's like you said things about this beautiful special full of heart and soul and wit and Kyle's just there like we've seen Kyle cry so many times and Kyle's like Aah! and Kathy is just like just stone face and I think that's literally because her face is so filled with stone with like plastic surgery stuff but um and then then kyle's like well, how could you do this kathy and kathy goes kyle <laughs> and then and then like, she's like kathy and she goes kyle <laughs> and it's so good because you can see the relationship come out so much that kathy really does have this kind of control over her sisters and we really see that i think that's truly truly fascinating and i can't wait for that relationship to be explored even more uh i would even predict maybe we get a kim pop in on the final episode of this season uh in regards to probably backing up kathy after she's taken down by rena and erica who knows that's just something that's a rumor i am putting out there and it's kind of on my hope chest my wish list my vision board if you will The door is locked. Should we unlock it? No, don't unlock don't it. Don't unlock it. Oh, and that is the final, you know, it's like, blah, 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 and then they leave us with a little, little hit, little, little pop in scene where, um, Kathy Hilton is trying to get into the store in Aspen and you have Dorit, Rinna and, uh, Erica. Kathy's trying to get in, get in his, and the, the clerk is like, should we open up the door? And, uh, <laughs> Erica goes, don't live it locked live it locked and it's like yo once again you ladies really want to go down this path please by all means i have a feeling erica's gonna get another lawsuit and this is directly from kathy so you guys how exciting was that we are so blessed truly what a time to be alive as drake says um, so that is that. I'll sure I'll have more thoughts over the weekend and we'll come back on Monday with Sophie. I want to get her thoughts. We'll talk more about this. I want to hear your thoughts, but what an exciting time. Okay. We got to move on folks. I got to get to serious in like an hour. I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this. Ugh. Anyways, you don't need to know my schedule. Uh, congratulations goes out to longtime listener Katanji Brown Jackson. I don't know if that's true. Uh, she's become the first black woman confirmed to the Supreme court. Uh, no matter where you stand politically, this is a great, amazing moment. Um, and that's really exciting. So very cool on that. Um, and let's see here. Okay. Moving on, moving on. We got real housewives of orange County. Now at the end of this week's episode, I saw that, um, it's next week is the season finale. 
we're done after next week. Then we go into reunions. But like all of a sudden, so that means we had a 17-episode season. We will have a 17-episode season plus I hope they only do two reunions. So we're looking at a 19. Last season was 26 episodes. Like, think about that. 26 episodes of just pure shite. Just horrible, horrible. What they did to us last season was just horrible. And that's why I just want to point out before we get into this is that people complain about OC this season. Knock it off. I, this is Citizen Kane compared to last season. And they just dragged it out. Like, I went and looked at the episode count. I was like, 26? Like, no wonder I was so depressed for that whole period of time. Like, 26 episodes? And that was like, that was like prime time COVID. That was like really where they would just like meet in like a desolate beach area. And we had, uh, you know, the the wackadoo. What's, what was her name? The wackadoo? The, the lady, you know, you know, Elizabeth Vargas. Yeah, the wackadoo. And uh, which, by the way, Elizabeth Vargas would have actually kind of been more exciting this season because remember, she had like a like a, a hostage situation at her house from some kind of weird bar local she was hanging out with. But last season was painful. This season to me, I'm sorry. It's a delight. I could watch this season uh, blindfolded. I don't even know how that would work, but I, I'm so I like this. I'm sorry. I don't I don't I'm not an idiot. I don't think it's like the greatest TV ever made. It's like far from it. But if you compare this season to last season, I'm sorry. There's not even a contest. It's not even a contest. Yes. Do we have a recurring uh, segment of this whole season that is stupid? Yeah. And please, I'm ex- I'm talking to you, Gina and Shannon. Like I could care less about putting a pin in it. I could care less if Shannon thinks Gina has an ego and what Gina thinks of Shannon. I could literally care less. And the fact that they have made this the main storyline. Like you have this other one kind of almost with Noella and Heather. And did Heather potentially push a cameraman? But not enough has gotten out of that for it to really mean something. You know what I mean? So what we do have is this Gina Shannon. And you can't hang a season on that. You just can't. You can't hang a season on that when on the, uh, you know, Beverly Hills, we've got like, did Erica Jane steal billions of dollars? You can't hang a season on Gina and Shannon's feelings for each other. I'm sorry. Like, it's just, you can't do it. But at the same time, I find there to be so much joy in Real Housewives of Orange County. I just do. So this is episode 16. It's called Mountain of Lies. Now, if I was a betting man, I always like to break down these titles and try to share with you kind of some of my genius is if I if I just saw that title and I didn't know what I was watching, I would think this episode is literally biblical and they are on like some kind of uh, safari, but with mountains. And it's like Lord of the Rings of like, you must go to the mountain of lies, you know? And then there's like a big epic battle between good and evil, which there kind of is. I mean, we got the Heather Noella thing, but yeah, it's like, I would think it was like this kind of huge, like mountain of lies. Or if I was like, okay, there's no fantasy sequences at all. I just, I would imagine just lies upon lies. Like every minute of this show has lies. And I guess in a way it does. Um, But really, I think what it, what it really means is that there's an Aspen and uh, these ladies are liars. So here we go. Um, uh, Previously on Real Housewives of Orange County, Emily Simpson does the voiceover and we have Noella going prime, prime effing real estate. And Noella's like, oh, we expected to walk these stairs (laughs) because there's a huge stair stairs leading up to the main house. And then Emily in the house going, can I get a sandwich? I love that Emily's thing is I just like to snack like this is me personified as a housewife. I'm just like, I'd like a nosh. 
Yeah. Is there, is this free? Like, like I wouldn't even be bringing sandwiches into like saunas. I would be like checking, like, do you have free sandwiches? Like, I'm not going to bring my own, but if there's free food, like I would fucking destroy this Aspen house because there's like three chefs and they're always like eating chicken salad or something throughout the episode. But that would be just me like, yo, what else is free? Like I would just, and then at the end I would just be like, what are, what is not, what has not been used yet? And I would load as much stuff. I would bring in extra bag you know how you do that sometimes on vacation my mom used to do that of like for souvenirs which i'm like now that i think about it i'm like what fucking souvenirs was on my mom i i still think this may maybe actually kind of gives a little bit more weight to my theory that my parents were drug smugglers at some point because i don't remember like we got a couple t-shirts at like a gift shop but i don't think anything more than that why were we bringing extra suitcases oh my god what if i just uncovered i gotta go you guys if you're a wine lover like me i'm gonna let you in on a little secret i found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks it's called first leaf As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash 
so bad. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Um, so uh, uh, we have a shot of them from last week doing IVs when they got there. And then Noella got the master suite. She's like, can I have this room? My dad did just die. And Heather going, who says that? Heather just very annoyed at Noella all the time. And then we cut to the scene of Heather at dinner. And Heather's going, you don't say things you say things that are hurtful. And Noella goes, you slam people against walls. And then Heather in the the sprinter van going, you know, shut up, Noella. And Noella going, did you say shut up to me? And Heather's like, I did. I have children. What is wrong with you? We cut to a scene with Shannon and Gina from a couple episodes ago where Gina's like, you think I'm full of myself? And then Shannon, a talking head to, to uh, Emily, is like, Emily should stop stirring up drama. I'm fun, Shannon. We cut to a scene with Shannon at a table uh, from last week uh, of going, I'd rather not have this conversation at a table. I'm fun, Shannon. And Gina goes, I'm happy to put a pin in it because we keep reusing this little verbiage that Shannon said about putting a pin in in Gina. It's so dumb, you guys. And uh, at the end of last week's episode, we had Noella, who's Heather was pissed at that dinner. They come back and Noella's like, Heather, would you be receptive to a conversation with me? And Heather's like... Maybe not right now. And then Noella being a condescending, uh, she goes, let me know then when the timing is right for you. And then then Heather goes, fuck it. We'll have it now. And Noella goes, this isn't awkward. And so they go and sit down on this couch. And that's when we got to be continued from last week. So we open up. There's no titles this week. There's no, I'm Shannon and life is great, you know, and I'm Gina. Like, I live in a small place with my family. There's none of that. We just open right on the action. And that's when you know this show means business, you know. And Noella goes, Heather, hearing what you said in the van, that I hurt your family, that hits me hard. And we see they, they really steal from Summer House right now because they the time goes up. It's 12.04 a.m. And I'm like, wait a sec. Only Summer House tells the time. This is not your place, Orange County. I only need to know time and date on Summer House stuff. Um, and Noelle's like, if you feel I've said anything that hurts your family, that's not what I'm about. And Gina and Emily are on the stairs, like, eavesdropping. And she goes, and I apologize to you. And Heather just stares at her. Like, it's like Heather stares at her like a little, like a little doll, like a little Victorian doll of like, like I couldn't tell. I was like, did, did Heather's soul leave her body in this moment? Like she's just staring off into space. And then Noella says one of the most annoying things that you can hear from a person on this earth. She goes, she goes, do you receive it? Do you hear me? 
Guys, I don't. This is like this is the kind of bullshit we've like received. Do you receive it? Did you hear me? Like, come on. Do you receive it? What what I, what kind of self help crap is this? Do you receive it? No, well, let's stop. Like, like you know, don't make like I don't even like Heather that much. Like, this is ah. Uh. Heather says it's not how I feel; it's what you said. I feel for what you're going through, Noella, and I've said this the whole time, which is why when things have come up between us, I have let them go because I'm sorry for what you have gone through. But at some point, my family and my life is more important to me than what you're going through. And Noella gives one of those devastated looks, which she does like at least five times every episode. She's like. <gasps> What? Oh, my God. Oh, no. She does an Erica like, look at me. Look at my life. And we cut to Gina and Shannon in the kitchen now, and they're bonding over chicken salad. And so it's like Gina, Shannon, and Emily. And Shannon's like, Gina, try try some of this chicken salad. She's like, okay, I'll try it. And Shannon... Oh, you would always tell when Shannon's been drinking. She always looks like she's been left out in the cold a little bit longer. Like her 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 nose is like a little red, and she, you know, it's like she's a little teary, but she hasn't been crying. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always a definite look when Shannon's had a couple, and uh, you know, she's like she's just been in the cold too long. There's like a Rudolph thing happening, and Shannon's like, I need the recipe for this chicken salad. And we come back to Noelle and Heather, and Noelle's like, Did you put hands on a member of the crew that night? And this is a very, this is very much a few good men of like, did you order the code red? You know, like, you're goddamn right I did. You know, I can't handle the truth. And, but Heather goes, no, I didn't touch anyone, Noella. And then I was, I literally was screaming at the TV, like, hit her, Heather, sweep the leg, hit Noella, please. And Noella goes, okay. Okay, I guess. And it's just so condescending. It's so, so, girl, for having little to no standards, you should not be, uh, it's just, it's too much. It's too much for me personally. Um, And remember, I always say these are just my personal thoughts and feelings, folks. They most likely are the correct ones, but just, you know, we can all have our own feelings. I want to point that out again. It's all good if you disagree with me. Okay, what a day. I just got uh, back from Amy Phillips, uh, the serious show. It went great. I'll talk more about that on the Patreon and on Monday, but I got to get through this OC recap because I'm then going to do the live show with uh, Zach Peters and Up and Adam Live, I got I gotta be out of here in like 45 minutes. So let's see what we can get done. Oh my god! And I'm gonna. It's just like I've been sweating so much today. <laughs> like it just like I, I'm just thinking. I'm going from thing to thing and going. Okay, now I'm gonna sweat over here and then I'm gonna sweat over there. And I was just at Target. I was like, I have to get my headshots on Saturday. So I was trying to find like. Oh man, I have never this this week has been so insanely busy. And it's all been cool shit, but like, oh my goodness gracious. I know it's great. I was just talking to Sandra who uh you know helps book the show. She does great. But uh she was letting us know or she was letting me know some of the no's, you know, somebody that said no to the podcast for a second time. And it's just so funny. It just goes to show you folks, it never gets, it never gets easier. Like parts of it get easier, but like if, and don't worry, like it doesn't discourage me or, or anything like that. Cause it's like the no will be a yes one day. It's just so funny that it, it it's always, there's all, you know, it's always, you have to convince somebody or show somebody this or, and I used to really not understand that when I was younger, when it came to my acting career and 
I would take nose very personally, but this, I don't take no that personally. Cause I'm like, yo, it's going to be good. It's going to be, I mean, it'll be what it is. It's going to be okay. You're going to, I'm going to make you look okay. If you come on the show, but it's just funny. You, you always see how there's like another door to open. I just always, I find that interesting. And at least with this, I really want to invest in trying to open those doors, you know, like that, this really does. Okay, I'm already getting off track again. You guys, OC, where were we? I think I left off with something about me being right. Um, so uh, we, 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 we are in the OC. <laughs> oh, yeah, Noelle and Heather. And also, I do want to apologize. I, I missed a huge, uh, talking about a huge moment in the Beverly Hills trailer with Lisa Rinna's shit-eating grin at the very end. I don't know if I did mention it because I was thinking or I was like, I don't think I did talk about that because they when the Kathy thing, it goes over to Lisa and she's like, <laughs> I got you, I got you, Kathy. <laughs> and first off, why would Lisa, why would Kathy even allow Lisa Renna to be in a room with her and her sister on a conversation like that? I need to know so much more around that. And I'm glad uh, reading the Internet, we all agree that Erica, like, by the way, the people that fucking like always stick up for Erica, how do you feel now? Do you feel good? She admits she's horrible. Like, I don't, I, I honestly, I don't understand. Okay, so, but with this Heather Noella thing, huh? So, uh, you know, Heather's just like, I can't, uh, you know, I, I can't do this with you, you know? And I was like, did you slam somebody against the wall? And, you know, and Heather's like, what are you talking about? No, um, She's like, you're telling people this and you didn't even see it with your own eyes. And Noelle's like, I don't, I don't think I ever said that. And Heather's like, you admitted to the girls that you, you didn't see anything. And then we get a flashback to two hours earlier where Noelle goes, just because I didn't see it with my own eyes didn't mean it didn't happen. Which is just so, you could say that about anything. That's what I'm saying. You could say that about most religions. Just because I didn't see Christ on a cross didn't mean it didn't happen. It's ridiculous. By the way, this is when this is the first OC flashback. This is this show is the king of flashbacks. We get so many in the second half of this show. Amy Phillips says she likes the flashbacks. I don't. I'm like, yo, let's get some new shit in here. Heather says, I cannot do this with you anymore. We're cutting back and forth to Shannon and Gina. And Shannon's like, this is a great, you just put some chicken salad on the cracker, Gina. And Gina in a talking head's like, oh, I can't express how happy I am to have conversations about chicken salad with Shannon. The alternative is fighting like cats and dogs. We go back to Noella. Noella's like, She's like, Noella, I don't want to continue this topic. And Noella's like, I did follow you down the staircase. And Heather goes, okay, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. I just can't. <clears throat> Which, by the way, we, this, I'm out. I'm done. Gina says this later in the show. It's ridiculous and we need to stop this. Meredith started this bad habit on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City with the disengaging. We need to re-engage. In fact, anybody, anytime any of these housewives say I'm out, they should get like we should see a counter where they deduct like a thousand dollars off their paycheck. And I want that on screen because they need to engage. You're not done. You stay there. Period. I'm literally the worst in relationships. I'm like, no, stay. You gotta stay. Um talking to uh Gina says, maybe we should bring Noella and Heather this chicken salad. It promotes friendship. Shut Gina, stop. Noella goes. 
Heather, you're the mother of amazing kiddos. I hate when people say kiddos. I'm sorry if you guys do. I just don't like it. Um, and Heather goes, I'm a grown-ass woman with a beautiful life, and you are a liar and a thirsty girl, and I'm done. And Noella makes one of her big Noella reactions, and she's like, ah. You can tell she's so excited. And Noella goes, bye. And then Noella walks away. She goes, kind of shocked you understand what thirsty means. Noella is playing a really icky game to me. Uh, and, and none of these are great people, so it doesn't matter, but Heather walks in the kitchen with the other ladies and she's like, I'm out, I'm out. And Noella follows behind. She's like, it couldn't be resolved. Um, and Noella's like, I'm sorry, I guess it's not enough. I have to admit I'm a pathological liar. And Heather's like, I didn't say that, Noella. I didn't say pathological liar. Noella goes, that's how you made me feel. Gina in a talking head says, the altitude with this chicken salad is the only serious conversation I can have at this point. Gina says, okay, did you or did you not say you're sorry, Noella? And Heather goes, she can't, she can't. And Shannon says, okay, I need to go to bed. Fun Shannon needs to go to bed. I literally had two hours of sleep last night. I miss John Jansen. And then Shannon screams on the way to bed. She goes, buenos noches. Uh, I love how this, like, it just ends abruptly for me. I thought that we were going to keep fighting. I was, like, ready to keep fighting, and then it was, like, done. So it's 9.58 a.m. the next morning. I like that we get a late start. Most of these people are fucking up at sunrise. Um, Gina's on the phone with uh, her dude, Travis. She's like, hoy, babe. Um, and all the chef, the whole chef crew of three, she's like, hey, chefs. And Travis is like, you poor thing. <laughs> and she's like, Mark, the chef, is part of the dream team. They handle everything I chew, swallow, and digest. And Travis says, I'm the staff at home. <laughs> we cut to Dr. Jen. Uh, she's uh, rubbing cream on her cement leg. I don't even know if that's actually true. I just wanted to bring up the cement leg. She gets out and somebody tells Dr. Jen she looks tired, which I just always think that's just a weird. I hate that. I hate like my moms always do that. Oh, you look tired. It's like, yo, mind your business, you know? So all the ladies are going to do archery, which is like, I don't, I don't know, I guess these trips like nobody's like wants to do a trip like where we just lay around on couches. We always have to do these activities like everybody's activities. Like I listen, I've seen archery in my life. I do not. I'm just of the mind where I'd rather hear conversation than see Shannon with a bow and arrow, even though I'm okay with Shannon dressing up to go bow and arrowing. If that's a, the, how you say it, I like seeing Shannon in costumes, but I don't need to see the activity. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I am an adult where I only need good conversation. I don't need to see exciting things like something like Emily with a bow doesn't do anything for me. Like, does anybody see this and go, Oh, Oh boy, archery. Ooh, Oh boy archery i could never do that what a special day for all of us um noella is being made a bloody mary from the staff and uh you know gina's like no noella she's gonna have a drink before they give her a bow and arrow and emily says i've never done archery but shannon wanted to shoot guns so i thought this was a good middle yeah i think this is a better option than giving shannon bedora gun and this is when we get another flashback of one week earlier where Emily's on the phone with Shannon and Shannon asks, can we shoot guns? Why do we need this? Once again, Emily just told us Shannon wanted to shoot guns. Like, does Bravo think I don't believe them? Does Bravo like, oh, hey, look, what we have proof. Like, just do the, don't have Emily say it. Just do the flashback. Or maybe, you know what? 
tell us that linear, linear, like in linear fashion, and that should have been in the last week's episode. The fact that they like we can prove this is so weird to me. Um, we get another flashback on top of a flashback of all of Shannon's wild hand movements over the season. That's where like Shannon shouldn't have a gun. Emily says, "If I was Heather, I would stay away." Uh, from from that, if Noella gets a bow, we get a shot of Noella. She's just in bed on her phone. She's in her room. Uh, remember the room that she said she would have? Like she's like, my room is an open door policy. I stay up till all hours. Open door. Everybody can come into my room. Guess what? Door shut. The door is shut. And uh, she goes, come in. And Mark brings in the Bloody Mary and a bowl of fruit. And she's like. Uh, he's like, do I put the fruit on bed? And Noella goes, might as well. Uh, we cut back out to Heather, who's all dressed and ready. Uh, and Heather goes, I brought Advil in case there's any pains in my ass today, which means Noella. Also, if anybody from the company Advil is listening, I think that's I think we could get Heather Dubro as you know, how Shannon's like on stamps.com, those ads. What if we do Advil Heather and Heather's like, <laughs> I don't know if you know me, Heather Debro from Real Housewives of Orange County. Noella was a cast member and she's a huge pain in my ass and gave me many headaches this season. And that's why I pack Advil. Like it would be great. We cut back to Noella who's FaceTiming with her friend Kenny, uh, K E N I. <laughs> and she's like, can you see me, Kenny? And Kenny's like, I see you. And she's like, yay, we're in bed together. They're going to shoot bow and arrows, but I shouldn't be with a weapon right now. Oh, my God. Kenny's lips are the size of balloons, you guys. I'm just going to say it. They're very, I'm sure it works well with her body when it's not, when it's like her, the whole body. It's just a bit on, on FaceTime. It's very big. And I swear to God, each time they cut him back to her, to Kenny, I feel like the lips keep getting bigger um kenny's like how did it go noella and she's like it was a great day everyone was getting along and bonding and then of course miss dubrow called me a liar screaming in a crowded restaurant in downtown aspen you're a liar you're a liar she was screaming and then we cut to heather talking to the ladies outside and going noella you know what she is she's a prevaricator or prevaricator, prevaricator. And Gina's like, what? And I was like, what? And Heather's like, a prevaricator, a liar. And Gina goes, oh, she's a liar. Oh, I love Heather's big words. My Gina is really becoming like an old Jewish mother at this point. That's interesting. That's just, I don't know what that means. We cut back to Noella in the room and she goes, I say it's out there, you know, and I say, it's your karma, Heather. And you know what that bitch said? And Noella starts crying. She's like, huh? She said all the things going on in your life my divorce and my son's autism and my dad's death she's like maybe that's your karma (laughs) and there's a flashback to um uh what heather actually said where she said karma is already giving you what it needs and we get another open mouth reaction from nicole uh, from noella and noella's like it was just so disgusting that's a new low for heather to bro I don't think we could get any lower. And listen, this is bullshit, you guys. I'm sorry. This is bullshit. 
This is low base bullshit, as other DeBro would say, because Noella's the one that brought karma in. She's the one that brought karma up in regards to Heather's karma. Heather just answered back, and she didn't use her son's autism. She didn't use, she just said, your karma is giving you what it, so to Noella, that's what all that means, and, and so be it. But Noella, you can't bring up karma and then not expect somebody to say it back. Like, give me a flip and break. And this is this is why it's so frustrating, because when you paint stories to your friends, they always hear, like, your version of it, and this just ain't right. And Kenny's like, what about the other ladies? Did they say, you know, like, each time, uh, well, you know, what, what did they say each time? And Noelle's like, I looked at Shannon just like, is that okay? And she's like, no. And Kenny's like, Noelle, I'm so sorry. I wish I was there with you, which is kind of Kenny's way of saying, I wish I was a housewife, I think. And then Noella goes, it was like a high school with wrinkles. And then she does one of those annoying smiles, like the crying stopped immediately. She's like, "Ah, that's a little funny line I came up with. We cut to Heather and she's still bitching about Noella. She's like, it's so irritating. It it would almost be fascinating. It's that irritating. We cut back to Noella and going, they're all terrified of Heather and I see right through it. So I must be annihilated. (laughs) I love this completely made up fight Noella has in her head. Heather doesn't like her, but Heather is not threatened by her. You know what I'm saying? It is not, it's not a deal. So the, uh, the food is being prepared. Um, Dr. Jen is coming down the stairs and they're like, let's go do some archery. Shannon come rolls up you guys in her archery outfit. And it's like full yellow jackets from Showtime. It is like if Brett Michaels had one of those big headbands, but it was camouflage. Like I literally, I was like, I think Shannon fancies herself a, a survivalist. She's like, John Jansen, if you want to survive, come with me. I'm John Jansen. And, like, it really, like, she loves a fucking costume. But how does she always look like Brett Michaels from Poison to me? And Shannon's like, any, any, anyone ready to shoot some arrows? I gotta say, Shannon has big dick energy. I also want to say Shannon would kill it on Saturday Night Live. Shannon looks like she is ready to do, like, five characters through the door. She's like, I got this. I got a bow and arrow character I do. I got a bear character I do. I've got uh, a nervous mother character I do. Heather goes, I would love to see Shannon's costume closet. I would love to see what her and John do at home. And I was like, I think they just drink. But it actually, it is kind of funny to think about Shannon dressing up and John going, yeah, daddy likey. John Jensen, I'm Jan Jensen and I like it. Yeah. All right, Shannon, put that survivalist gear on. <laughs> hey, John, it's me, Fun Shannon. Um, and John's like, I'll shoot you with my arrow. I'm John Jensen. Emily says, um, did anyone see Noella? I, I saw a Bloody Mary and fruit being delivered to her room. And Dr. Jen says, well, let's go before Noella changes her mind and wants to go with us. Shannon is just chugging green juice for some reason. In a talking head, uh, Shannon goes, I don't know if Noella should join every time uh, because every time she comes, you know, there, there's an issue. Why don't we just, she's had a lot this week. Let's let her rest. All the ladies get in the sprinter van. Emily tells Gina, if she, uh, if Noella doesn't go to this, then she's not going to go to the next thing because we're we're going right to the next thing. We cut to Noella just drinking in bed. Just drinking in bed. She looks like she actually is loving it. Gina says, she's going to be good. She's, I bet she's going in the hot tub. Remember, she got the room with the hot tub. 
In a talking head, Gina's like, I don't understand. You want to be part of the group and do fun activities, but then you're locking yourself in your room. Heather says, you can't agree to disagree on that sort of thing. I mean, it can't, it is not okay to, you know, it is not okay to lie about me. Emily says, Jen doesn't have a lot of original thoughts. She's talking about Dr. Jen all of a sudden. She's like, if Heather says it looks amazing, Dr. Jen will say it looks amazing. And then we get a flashback of multiple times this has happened. And she really does, like, I never really noticed this. And I was like, Emily, way to go. This was a good, like, Dr. Jen really does repeat back. And Heather says, like, in the spring She's like, where we're going? Is it like a marked trail? And Dr. Jen goes, a marked trail. Yes, yes. We cut to Noella coming out of her room in sunglasses and a shawl with skulls on it. And she's like, with everything I'm going through, I feel very disconnected with the thing that makes me feel safe. And I was like, money? Um, And I think she's alluding to nature. Who knows? She's like, I miss my kid. By the way, she has two kids. Why do we only talk about the one kid? She's like, I miss my kid. I want to be home. I'm mourning the loss of my father. And then I get an email from the attorneys with the papers. And then we see 30 minutes earlier where she gets the papers. And why did we do this flashback, you guys? I believe, Once again, I believe what Noelle told. I didn't need, like, here. Here it is. Here's her getting this email. Um... And she's like, I'm reading through things that I didn't think about. The destruction of our embryos. Two rounds of IV. Lots of beautiful, healthy embryos. I can't catch a break. I can't catch my breath. She's walking in the grass towards this creek. And she's like, I need a time out in life. And she starts crying. She's like, you know, in her talking head, she's crying. And then she sits down on the creek and there's a camera shot in front of her, like from the front. And then we get a camera shot behind her, but we don't see the camera shot in front of her. So either this is a one man crew and they're like, cut. okay, let me get a shot in front of you. Or there's two people there. Regardless, she sits down and she's like, my father would have loved this. I miss him. And I feel him here, and this is the first time since he passed that I've connected to this feeling. And then she's like, ah! and she just this guttural cry. Ah! Now, this is why I say I, I'm desensitized, guys. Her dad did pass away. I know she wasn't close to her father. We heard that from her own mouth, but it still doesn't negate the feelings about your father passing. The scream cry thing is because I, in my mind, I just try to play this out. Okay, she's home alone, and then you know, in my desensitized mind, I'm like, she's like, Well, time to put on a one woman show, time to get an Emmy for my performance today. And she's like, Randy, can you come to the creek with me with your camera? And she runs down to the creek and she's like, I'm going to give this the best performance. Like, and she's like, <laughs> we haven't really seen anything quite like this. It's very captivating. It's it's very intriguing. It also reads to me, and I know I can already hear people going, come on, Ryan. It just reads to me a little, a little fake, a little put on, a little showy. Uh, but that is kind of Noella, though, right? That's kind of who she is. Uh, I'm not negating the pain. I think she definitely feels that. It's just very scenic and very somebody of like picturing themselves on TV. And also, I just like these cameramen. This is when they need combat pay the most. You know, this guy's like, oh, my God, I'm in cargo shorts watching this lady just cry by a creek. You know, she's just screaming. And I'm like, do I help her or do I just keep filming? Um, You know, 
This is like a full one-woman show. We cut to Heather walking out of the Sprinter van with her bow, and Emily goes, there's a big pile of manure. I love the little moments like that in OC. Heather says, we've had enough horse shit last night. We don't need that pile of manure. Like, Heather, really, get it. We get it. Noella was annoying last night. We don't need you to keep going like, ah, manure, just like Noella's full of manure. We meet Corey, the archery teacher, and Master Fuchsel, and Douglas. I don't know. There's a lot of people we're meeting. And he's like, you come to be a warrior to learn the way of the bow. Breathe in. Breathe out. And then they're doing, like, sun salutations. And they're like, bring the bow up to the heart and you just go. And Emily's doing great. Shannon kills it. Emily's hitting the balloons. And Gina says, Emily is crushing the activity games. She's badass at horseback riding in Cabo. And if there's ever a Hunger game situation, I'm sticking with her. After this, Heather's like, I want to move my bones. I want to hike. And Emily says, well, we got to do a trip in the mines. You can do uh, the hike. We're going to go do weird underground stuff like that. That's what you need to do on trips. We cut back to Noella coming back from her little acting class. Um, Gina and Emily are going to pick her up. And Gina says, you know, we'll see how she is. You know, if she wants to have fun. I'm not her fucking therapist, though, and I don't want to have a therapy session. We talked about a father, and I'm not going to go down in this cave and talk about that. They pick up Noella. It's funny because they're severely out of breath every time they go up the stairs of the, the Aspen house. And Gina is literally dragging. Emily just falls on the floor, and Gina drags her body into the bedroom. Um, Noella's putting on the makeup, and they... They do this trick with their like their three boxes. Noella's putting on the makeup in, and Noella's like, "We, you know, we're we're gonna go, we're gonna go." Oh, they're like, "Noella, we're gonna go out to the car." Um, Noella comes and meets him in the car. They drive, and Noella's like, "It's so beautiful." Every lady, every time we see them out, they they have to mention how beautiful it is, and I'm like, "I totally believe you." In fact, I see it with my own eyes, and in my own, I was like, "Oh, this is beautiful," you know. Emily says, archery made me hungry. <laughs> I really like Emily. Archery made me hungry. You know, Did she pack a sandwich? Um, and Noelle's like, oh, did you guys do the archery? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And then there's just silence. There's just silence. And Noella, playing the victim, as always, goes, they have zero interest in me or talking to me or seeing if I'm okay or checking in. More silence. Like just a how are you? How was your day? Would have gone a long way. I'm kind of gluing this smile on my face. Um, and this is what I'm saying. You know, because here's the deal. Gina knows the moment she asked Noella. Noella would be like, I got a huge cry by a creek. You know, that's what, but Noella thrives on that. Noella wants you to ask. Noella wants to be able to do her song and dance. You know, and I guess we all do in a way. Um... There's Gina says something about no personal responsibility. Um, oh, yeah. No, I say about Noella is like something's always being done to Noella. Do you notice like Gina and Emily are not asking Noella. So they are in the wrong. Noella, though, never takes any personal responsibility for always bringing the vibes down. She in this moment, I don't know if she is like this her whole life, is an energy energy sucker. She sucks the energy out of the room and it needs to be focused on her. They pull up to the mine. There's a guitar music like and we meet Jay, an old miner, and Gina says, I'm a little afraid of the dark, Jay. <laughs> Noella says, me and 
me and caves don't have a great track record when we go into duck cave structures. Oh, sorry. Me and Emily, because remember when they were in Cabo, another time Noella had a breakdown where she cried. Remember when she got dragged out of the like little Indian sweat lodge thing? Like that's another like Noella's had a lot of these moments. You got to like, you know, we always have a friend that has a lot of these, you know what I'm saying, moments. Like Noella cried there too. And no, I was like, at least the temperature is more to my liking here. <laughs> um, they're going down in the shaft and uh, they're looking at the rocks and um, one sec. Oh, my God. I just I, get, I had to take a call. Really be careful with who you let in your life, folks. Really be very careful with who you let in your life and see. Oh, okay. I can't finish this. I got to go do the show. So I'll finish it afterwards. You don't need to know any of this. I'm back. It's 2.18 a.m., folks. I went and did the Up and Adam and Zach uh, Peter show, the Spilling Tea Live. Um, And it was great. I, it was, it was great. It was like they sold the place completely out at the bourbon room. I don't know if you, any of you guys saw it online. And uh, I hung out with Sandoval and Schwartz and Ariana and Sheena and Brock. I'll go more into it on the Patreon or on Monday or whatever, but I, I got to finish this and get to bed because I have a meeting with iHeart in the morning at 930 about a different project because that's how we do, brah. That's how we do. Uh, that's not how we do. I felt so out of place tonight. I, I felt like such a dork, you guys. It never, it'll never change. You know what I'm saying? And even, even at, at my moat where I'm like, this is probably one of the most, is one of the times in my life where I feel like, wow, things are really cool. And I still felt like a dork. I was still like, oh my God. And like, you know, it's good. Like Brock and Brock did not hit me. Sheena's, um, you know, fiance, that was good. And it was great. I talked to Schwartz about uh, divorce. I talked to, I mean, we, there was, there, there, dude, MJ from Shaws of Sunset was there. And MJ fucking came up to me, you guys, if any Shaws fans are out there. And this is the day that Shaws got canceled. Came up to me and said, I've been listening to your podcast. Like, I go on walks with, you know, my dog and I listen to your podcast. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like it, you guys don't know, like that blew me away. And it's like such a weird part of my like psyche that I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, I, I choose to do that. I want to do like, it was so nice. You guys, I, I don't, I know this is sound silly and this has been a podcast. that's all over the place, but I try to get so much shit out and it was just such a busy day, but I wanted to finish this and get this out uh, for Friday, even though, isn't this just silly? I don't even know. I don't even, you know, it's like, I, hopefully people listen to this, but I wanted to get, get this out, but it, I just wanted you guys to know it's like that. So cool, right? Like, it's so cool. Uh, Jeff Epstein faces by Bravo. Steven was there. Uh, Steven has the podcast, but now we said it. He's always such a sweetheart. Uh, it was just really nice. It was cool. I felt like a part of a community and, and so many, listeners of up and adam and zach peter like they these guys pulled this off i had no idea how detailed this show was but it was so cool they had like photo booths they had a step and a repeat i would have like went to a stylist my god i thought i was going i it's 
truly insane. I mean, it was truly a very cool night. Like this place was, I mean, it just made me all the more wanting to do a live show at some point. And, you know, it's like you get like, you're like, I would do this differently and this differently, but it was so, so cool. So, okay. Now, where did we leave off with OC? I believe we left off in the OC where Noella, Gina, and Emily were down in a dark cave, which is kind of like our dream, right? Like, just get get down to that dark cave, huh? And they were like, what kind of rocks is this? And and somebody was like, Hel- helatite. And Emily goes, you mean my vagina? <laughs> and Noella was like, ew. You know Noella loves a tight vagina. And Jay, the, the rock guy, said, uh, anyone died in these mines? Uh, they've died before. You know, have you seen ghosts? And then Gina's like, oh, I should have saw, I should have brought my demon dust. I got it from my demon extractions. And then guess what, folks? We see a flashback where that lady was getting the demons out of Gina. And she's like, oh, here's a creepy crawly one. And she's doing bad mime work. You know, like she's pulling out like, you know, you know, when they would do the, oh, the scarves tied together with all these weirdos, the mimes, you know, this is what we're seeing with the demon dust on Gina. And Noella says, there's something romantic about a miner. The average, and then Jay's like, the average miner is five four to five six, and then Emily's like, oh my god, Shane would be an amazing miner. He's five seven. That and that's really what you want in a partner. You want a partner that's always like looking for new job opportunities for you. It's like, oh my god, Shane's so close to being a great miner. He's five seven. Um, and Jay's like, I'm gonna tell you how these miners uh, they did it back then by candlelight. <laughs> and Noella's like. You must be, uh, I, it's it's so stupid, you guys. They're just in a mine and they're making like pervy jokes, whatever. We cut to Heather and Dr. Jen and Shannon and they're getting another sprinter van, sprinter van for their little hike. And they start singing, over the river and through the woods to grandma's house we go because we're good as gold. Oh my God, you guys, I talked to Sheena tonight about good as gold because I was like, yo, my dream interview, Sheena, with you, no joke. I want to go over all your lyrics. I want to know what good as gold means to you. And the funny thing is, I'm dead serious. Like, wouldn't you want me to, like, break down lyrics with Sina and go, what, what, how do you feel this? Like, what do you feel inside that this means? And then I told her how much I loved Like a Boss, Like a Boss with her and Lala. Do you guys remember? If you are OG, So Bad It's Good fans, I used to be obsessed with that song. And it's only a minute song, and Lala and Sheena did it for the Like a Boss um, promotional tour. I don't even think it was in the soundtrack or the movie. But it, to me, is an amazing song. And Lala loves that song as well. So, um, And... uh, Dr. Jen is, uh, Dr. Jen goes, how are you guys doing? And Heather goes, I'm happy. And Dr. Jen goes, I'm happy too. Because remember, Dr. Jen repeats everything that Heather says. And Shannon says, I don't know. I feel a lot. I feel conflicted after last night. And Dr. Jen says, break it down. And I was like, break it down. What are you about to say, homie? Um, and, Shannon goes, after last night, I realized Emily plays a large part in stirring things up. You know, it brings up stuff that's controversial that, you know, that'll put you on the spot. And then we get more flashbacks, which is just, it's, it's criminal how many flashbacks. 
And she goes, I understand Gina and Emily have a close relationship. And she shares something and then just repeats it. And then we get another flashback of put a pin in it, put a pin in her ego. And then another flashback of Emily talking to Gina where Gina's saying, uh, or Emily's saying to Gina that uh, she said to put a pin in it. So it's too many flashbacks. And then we come back and Heather says to Emily, uh, Heather, no, Heather says, Emily is a shitster or is she a truth teller? This is a talking, or is she a truth teller? You could look at it either way. So Heather is saying, yo, guys, I don't think Emily's a shitster. Emily might be a soothsayer. Emily might be the most honest person in the whole wide world. And Shannon says, it bothers me. I've never been close to relationships with Emily, but in, you know, you know, but in Cabo, you know, we did silly stuff and it's just frustrating. And then we get a flashback to Cabo of them doing silly stuff. And then we get a flashback to 2018 when Emily was saying, I want to be friends with you, Shannon. And then we get a flashback to Emily hugging Shannon at a party. Like, guys, if you're using this many flashbacks, there is no story to be told. If we are using, guys, if we are using this many flashbacks, if we just skipped 10 years through three flashbacks, we don't need to be here. Like, we've got our own lives to worry about. This is, we need to tell, tell linear storytelling what is happening this year. And um, Shannon's like, it doesn't need to be drama and posturing. I'm tired of labels. And Heather says, how can you shut it down in your mind? And Shannon goes, if Gina is ready to talk to me, well, we'll talk. But I am going to talk to Emily first, Shannon says. We get to a new scene where uh, they, they let us know we're in Aspen, Colorado again. And it's like, girl, we know. We, hey, hey, I don't think we're back in the OC. We know this is Aspen. Heather comes in and she goes, are we going to have a snack? And then the chicken salad gets brought out again. Like, I love that they have these three chefs everybody keeps bragging at, uh, bragging about, and then chicken salad keeps coming out. It's just weird. And champagne, uh, Heather goes, oh, champagne, the best day ever. And then Heather goes, best chicken ever. And Dr. Jen goes, so good. <laughs> the other girls come up and Noah says, I can do these stairs all day. Remember, the stairs go straight up and it wears people out. Shannon is talking to Noella and Noella is finally getting to be able to tell Shannon her journey. She's like, I had the craziest day. So emotional. So much crazy stuff going on right now. But I ended up going down to this beautiful creek with Roger, our camera guy, and I made him watch me scream cry. <laughs> She's like, it was a lovely walk. I kind of had a breakdown, but in a good way. It's natural. You know, it was kind of a memorial to my dad. It was, it was good. I like, it was like, it was kind of a memorial to my dad that I didn't like. And I talked shit about for the most of his life. And then Emily's like, I'm going to take a nap. And Shannon's like, Emily, can I talk to you? And Emily's like, oh, poop. And she's like, sure. And then Shannon's like, I just wanted to talk to you. Some things that we talk about get misconstrued and they get put out there. And I don't want negative stuff. I'm in such a good place. The thought of negativity really bothers me. And Emily says, well, that confuses me, Shannon, because if you're in such a good place and you don't want negative negativity, why do you say negative things about Gina all the time? And Shannon goes, that's my business. <laughs> and then Emily says, I know none of us are perfect, Shannon. Things get said. And Shannon says, someday I'll have the conversation with Gina. I just want to make sure it doesn't affect us. And then Emily goes, it doesn't. And then Shannon goes, I love you. And... <laughs> Emily goes, I love you too. 
And she goes, I apologize if you feel I would do something hurtful. I didn't intend that, Emily says. And Shannon goes, I know you didn't. And I didn't intend to hurt you. And then once again, I'm asking, why the fuck are we having this conversation then? Honestly. Okay, so this is just like a no starter. Like, everybody's sorry. Nobody did anything. Okay, moving on. Emily in a talking head says, it's difficult to be friends with Shannon than the other girls. But... She goes, it's worth it. It's worth it with Shannon. <laughs> I like when people are like, it is worth the extreme difficulty I have in being friends with Shannon. It's so worth it, you guys. Uh, Emily says, it's uh, it's been a long history. It's been you know building up. And I tell Shane all the time, I love being with Shannon. And I want to build that relationship. And it's like, then you just start to really pity Shane. You're like, oh, my God, Shane has to hear shit like this. Like, I want to be friends with Shannon. This guy's trying to watch NCIS. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, Emily goes, thank you for talking to me. I know we're all tie-tie, which means tired, but it's like we could just say tired, but she says tie-tie. And if anybody ever fucking says tie-tie to me, I'd be like, yo, you're out of here. You're either tired or you're not. I don't need to hear tie-tie. You know, I don't need to hear it. Shannon says, tonight is the night. And Emily goes, oh, the bear suit. And then we get a flashback to a phone call where Shannon goes, I have two bear costumes. You gotta do it with me. And Emily goes, "Let's try it on and see if it fits right now." And I was just like, "Jesus!" Because if you remember when I recap Real Housewives of, da- Real Housewives of Dallas over on the Patreon, they did a whole bear costume thing too, and on a vacation. It's just, it's stupid, you guys. It's just stupid. I'm all for good fun. I, maybe I'm even not for good fun. Who knows? But I know this is stupid. We cut to Noella. She's in the hot tub and she's calling her mom. She's like, hey, Missy, I hustled the room with the jacuzzi. So this is my room. Anywho, I got the email this morning finalizing Sweet James and our divorce. So clinical, so much love, so much joy. And now you put your name on a contract with itemized line points. It's just sad. It's just sad. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, so sad that you need to go to the creek and scream cry again, but whatever. And she goes, it's a scary journey. I don't know what's on the other side of this door, but I'm ready to walk through it and do a stack of vagina pancakes. Um, And uh, she goes, and leave James in the past. And then Noella in a second goes, some of my girlfriends would be jealous. I got the fastest divorce in California history. We cut to Emily in bed with Gina and Heather. Gina's saying, today, today was a good fine day. <laughs> I want to be good with voices so bad, you guys. And it's just not. It's just not. And I even I was like, oh, maybe how bad I do them is fun. And I don't even know it's that. It's just, it's painful. He's like, Gina was like, Today was a good fine day. That's not Gina. That's not even that's like a British Mistoutfire thing. Um so Heather says if anything gets brought up tonight, let's just squash it squash it for each other. Let's not get into fights with each other. Heather says I think you both need to talk to Shannon and Emily goes I already did. Emily says I apologize and she said thank you for apologizing and Gina goes it seems weird to me that Shannon can immediately understand Emily's perspective but can't understand mine. She must have more personal feelings towards me. Gina says I wanted to take responsibility for the things she says but she'll say something that triggers me. She's such a dick sometimes but i don't want to ruin heather's night not tonight then we get to a new scene emily has a um a bunch of arm bruises from the bow and arrow we see um and gina says uh 
hey, you know, oh, I hear you got shitty news, Noella. And Noella's like, yeah, not shitty news, just finalizing of the divorce. And Gina's like, oh, that's great news. Why? You know, and I'm like, yo, why did you even ask? Like, this is so dumb. And Gina says, well, that's the fastest fucking divorce in mankind. Gina in the talking head says, I'm so pumped for Noella. She'll have this over and be able to shut the fuck up about her divorce. It's a win-win for everybody. And this is when you realize how much people hate Noella. Like, you know, you guys, you Noella fans, you might be like, oh, she's so pretty. It's like, I get what she's going through. But at the end of the day, she annoys the fuck out of everybody. Just take that in. Uh, we have an Elk Range bluegrass band there to play for the ladies that night. And then you're just like, oh, that's, this is going to be wasted on these late. Nobody, no, you know, you know, Shannon's not going to be like, bluegrass band, yeah, baby. <laughs> so we get cheers and Heather's like trying to really get into it. And by the way, watching Heather DeBro try to get into bluegrass is like me getting into, um, you know, like kids bop or something where I'm just like, yeah, I feel it in my bones. Um, Shannon says, I, uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. And Emily goes, I do too. And Dr. Anna says, wait, she's gonna, you know, she's gonna, you're gonna give these bluegrass band a complex. And they go in to get the bear costumes on. And Emily tells Shannon, I'm going to smack Jen in the head. And then Shannon's like, shut up, Operation Bear. Who's going to, who's going to don the bear costume? Who's going to do this? Let's have fun. And then they say, let's try the sound. And they have like a sound box. And it's like, and Emily's like, I can't see Shannon. And Shannon's like, figure it out. And they're like, go, go, go. The bluegrass band is talking to the girls. And they have now skipped out of the music. And they're just literally talking like, what'd you guys do today? Like the band, it's like if Elton John just stopped the show and was like, uh, Ryan, what's up, man? Who are you interviewing this week on the pod? It's like really like just casual. And you're like, you're here to perform. And they're like, no, we're here to talk. And Emily says, I'm questioning why we are walking out in a highly lit backyard in bear costumes. And this is literally the most anticlimactic uh, thing that we've done. And Dr. Sands, Dr. Jenna goes, you're out of your mind. Um, the bluegrass band is like, what the fuck? And the, you know, they keep coming out and they're like, they immediately are known as Shannon and Emily in bear costumes. Emily and fun Shannon are dancing now in the bear outfit. Gina tells Noella, stop being so sad. Be happier. We got two bears out here. And Noella says in a talking head, I... I already know where this is headed because I know who Gina is and what her behavior is. Now, listen, Noella is right on the money on this about Gina. Gina gets way too drunk and she's annoying as fuck. But also, shut up, Noella. Shut up. You're annoying as fuck 24-7. Like, listen, Gina, like, Noella is smarter than Gina. Like, you know what I'm saying? But Gina has a heart of gold, but she has chosen to get drunk so she can be weird to Noella. And that's just facts. Um, and, uh, Noelle goes, she drinks too much and loses her effing mind. So I just have to get myself away from it. And I was like, okay, go off to the Creek and scream, cry Noella. Gina is like doing a British voice. And she's like, my divorce was the easiest divorce in the world. She's making fun of Noella saying about, about her divorce. And, uh, you know, they're talking shit about Noella. Noella's inside, but I'm like, does Noella hear this? It's like, I can hear this. So they sit down to dinner. There is a family-style meal lamb rack, seared scallops, roasted sweet potatoes. I'm all in. And then Dr. Jen says, can we play a game? And Emily says, Gina, tell me your first job and how much you made. And Gina's like, 
I mean, I worked at the boathouse as a bus girl at 15, and I made ten fifty an hour. And Noella says, well, 15 or 16, I worked in a Will Smith music video. <laughs> and then Gina goes, Tatiana's, Tatiana's kids are models too. I get it. And Noella goes, who's Tatiana? And Gina's like, my friend. At the party, Gina says. And Dr. Jen says, oh, yeah, Tatiana's very sweet. And, uh, you know, Gina's like, Noella, Tatiana. And Noella's like, it's been a long 48 hours. And Gina's like, Noella spent a lot of time with Tot. Now she's not Tatiana, she's Tot. Tot was very comforting to her when her dad died. And then, guess what? We get a flashback of Tot saying, oh, I'm so sorry your dad died. And Gina says, you need to know Tot if you want to be in my life. And Gina says, that hurt my feelings that you didn't know who Tot was. You know, we only call it Tot. We, you know, we don't call it Tot. We call it Tot. And all the ladies are like, Tot, Tot, Tot. And Emily's like, I like her. And Heather's like, yeah, Tot. And Noella goes, come on, it's not that deep. And then Gina's like, no, it's deep for me. It's personal for me. And Noella goes, yo, you're looking for shit. And she's like, no, I'm not looking for shit. <laughs> but when shit comes with my real shit, I protect it. Oh, my God. I'm, I hate my... And Gina says, you should know more that you should know that this shit bothers me. I just, I can't. I'm done. And here's another person saying, I can't. I'm done. No, Gina. You cannot say you can't. You're done. You are on this show. You get docked $1,000. And Gina is just bombed. And there's shots of Dr. Jen's... By, by the way, I saw a shot of Dr. Jen's martini in this. And her martini is so flippin' dirty. Remember how she always asks for a dirty martini? This fucking thing was yellow. I was like, did she piss in this thing? Emily in a talking head goes, Gina, relax. She's overacting to this. And I know Gina well enough that some of these superficial things are a deeper, you know, it's deeper rooted than this, you know? And then Gina's bitching to Emily in the kitchen. And she's like, I salute that you give zero fucks. I salute it. And then we're talking about Cobbler and Gina's doing a voice. And then Noella is talking to Shannon. And she's like, I don't feel supported. I don't feel respected. That fucking hurt my feelings. That hurt my fucking feelings. And Shannon's like, I don't want to see you cry. I don't want you to cry. I want everyone to get along. I'm peaceful, Shannon. And Noah's like, this was supposed to be the time to mourn my father's death, but I don't feel in a safe space to talk about my feelings. Go to the creek. Go to the creek, Noella. That's where you do your best work. He's like, uh. I was like, also, but was this supposed to be a service for Noella and her dad? Did we, did I miss an episode where this was like clearly established that this was going to be the time? It just, you know, Gina says, this is crazy. We know the people in each other's lives and you don't know Tot. You know Kenny. And Emily says, who's Kenny? And Gina explodes. It's a friend, the fucking Bobby doll friend. I, I'm losing the, the Gina voice so much that I'm never going to do the Gina voice again. This is such a horrible voice. Shannon physically sits Noelle down. And she goes, sweetie. You were blindsided by a divorce. You are in mediation and you, your father passed away. And Noella sobbing. She's like, ah, and then she goes, my vagina's hanging out. And Shannon says, it's okay. We've all seen it before. <laughs> Emily asks, are you uh, drunk, Gina, to Gina? And Gina goes, yes, I'm drunk. And Heather says, Shannon Bador is here, ladies and gentlemen. And Shannon Bador walks in the room and uh, Gina goes, she has got to stop with supporting 
Noella. And Noella says by herself, this is technically the best girl's trip we've ever had. Gina comes up to Shannon. And she's like, how are you still supporting her, Shannon? And Shannon goes, you know what, Gina? I am not. I'm trying to get her to calm to a calm place. Her father just died. And Gina says, it doesn't mean you're a bad person, Shannon. And Shannon says, did she say shit happens? I don't even know what to say, Gina. Shannon, you know, she's like, she's doing this three years from now. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I, I fucked this up. Gina, Gina says, Shannon is just doing this. So from three years from now, uh, when Noella like is bitching about Shannon, she can say, remember three years ago when I stood up for you? Gina's fully bombed. I'm bombed right now, folks. I'm fully, I'm fully incapacitated. I should not be podcasting. Um, Anyways, we're so close to the end. Um, and Gina's, pride, Gina's just pissed. She's like, it's a fucking joke. It's a fucking joke. I don't have sympathy. Uh, there's not enough devil's dust in the world. I'm out. So Gina says, I'm out again. And uh, then we get the voiceover next time on the season finale of Orange County. And we have an 80s costumes of the band. We have Terry drinking. We have Shannon doing a girl group called the OC Reels. Shane is doing the wedding photos with Emily. Shannon says, today, Noella took her wedding rings off. We must celebrate. Uh, Gina and Shannon are arguing in hats, and Shannon's, Shannon's screaming, how dare you? Ugh. We finished, you guys. It's 2.42 in the morning. Uh, for people that go to work around 6 a.m., you should be getting this. But, man, what a week. We did five episodes this week. It's we did so much. This is moving forward. I think this is I think we're really doing something, you guys. I know I keep saying this to you guys and it might make you sick. You're like, I get it, brah. I'm just here to I'm just here to talk shit about Noella, brah. But it just goes without saying, this is one of the only things I've been super proud of in my life and it's uh it's been really cool. So that's it, you guys. Have a great weekend. And what what do I always say with the weekends? Go fucking do something. Be by yourself or be with loved ones and family and just live. Like, tell me what you did. I want to know. I get my headshots this uh, weekend, so pray for me. I feel like such a fat piece of shit right now. But uh, I work out every day. I'm trying, but I, I need to get these headshots, and I hope everything goes good. And I'm this is just my personal journal right now. But anyways, I love you guys, and I will talk to you very soon. Uh, if you're a Patreon member, I'll be doing an episode tomorrow where I'll break down the uh, – all the events of today. So that's it, you guys. And I will talk to you very, very soon. Bye. Betches.